Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural revival of the Hooniverse podcast, or Hoonacast, for those who love applying the word Hoon to everything and anything. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and with me tonight is the Blake Z. Wrong. Formerly, hey Blake, formerly of The Smoking Tire, formerly of Hooniverse, formerly of Automotive.com, and now for Auto Week. Blake, you're a whore. Welcome aboard. Let me say hi first. Jesus, what is wrong with you, man? I, you don't, Hello. We don't have time Hello, for that. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have time for that. Seriously, seriously. All right, all right. I hate you. I, hate you. I, <laughs> I still hate you. I have to finish you. my intro here. It's written. I got to read it. Tonight, we'll be talking about a few bits of news floating around the automotive world, maybe. Then we'll peek at what's sitting in our respective garages or driveways at the moment, and we'll probably wind up straying away from this document I'm reading to you to talk about anything but cars, because you know what? As much as we love them, sometimes we don't feel like talking about them anymore. Now, Blake... You can speak. Was that as good for you as you intended it to be? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was was beautiful. It was a magnificent piece of work. Speaking of cars, since this is a car (laughs) podcast, so to speak, we might as well start talking about them and what's going on with you in the automotive world. And I understand that you just attended the new Cadillac V-Series school. Yes, I did. The Cadillac V-Series Academy over in beautiful Spring Mountain outside of uh, Pahrump in Nevada, half an hour away from Las Vegas. And, um, yeah, I've never been there before, but it's a hell of a place. What do you think of the track? Oh, the, the, the facility's great. The track is great. Apparently, they have a pool, and <laughs> the condos are beautiful. That's like, what you want yeah. in, in, in a racetrack is a pool. That's, yes. That's... You, want, you want a pool to drive your car into if you're Keith Moon. <laughs> right. Uh, did you guys get full track? No, we had about we had a ten mile uh, we had a ten turn uh, west loop, which is the same loop they do for a lot of press events. Ah, uh, yes, yes, the the northern piece, right? Uh, I think so. I think it's more just west. Okay, well yeah. that would make sense because it's called the West Loop. Yeah, but, exactly. um, I've been there once for a Hyundai event. And I had fun, and I rode shotgun there in a Viper on full track, and it's a pretty amazing track. I just wish I could have driven it in. Not a Genesis Coupe, and instead what you did in the Cadillac Vs. Yeah, that's true. Although Genesis Coupe isn't bad, isn't it? Well, it's not bad. Yeah, but I haven't driven it It's before, also so. not 556 horsepower. That is true. The, the Vs are great. And it's the only school that we let you drive there in a manual wagon. Not even AMG will let you do that. So that's a bit of consideration. The school, they have a one- and two-day courses. They're about 1200 bucks for the one-day and about 2200 for the two-day. And... Honestly, after the first day, it's more tiring than you think it is. So the first the first half of the day is just uh, you do you do braking exercises and you do sl- you do a slalom and you do and you learn how to do it with the uh, um, the traction control on sport and you do it and you turn it off completely. And then afterwards, you do uh, lead follow exercises. And they let you do that. I mean, I've dr- I've driven with you. So I've seen your yeah, skill yeah, level. I know, I know. Now I'm now I'm slightly less crappy at driving. Right, so I saw your helps. certificate. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Is it on your fridge? Now I am licensed to drive in the state of Florida. So that helps. <laughs> I think that's what happens as soon as you get the keys to any Cadillac. It's so call advising me for an XTS now. I can, <laughs> I can do 50 in the left lane with the blinker on. Perfect. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, they teach you that the second day, by the way. <laughs> Sounds like Spring Mountain and Pahrump, Nevada. But it does sound like a cool school. Now, No, it's actually a lot of fun. The uh, the instructor is Rick Malone, who also runs – who's in charge of the Ron Fellows Corvette School, and uh, whenever this, I, whenever yeah. I'm sorry, whenever I hear Ron Fellows, I always think of Brian, Brian Fellows. Fellows. I'm Brian Fellow. <laughs> that bird took my credit card. <laughs> That's my Cadillac. Hey, <laughs> monkey, you're not supposed to drive a Cadillac. That is, uh, it's a classic sketch. Sketch. So, but it has nothing to see. It's nothing to do with cars. So. Look it up on the YouTube's people. Yeah, it's sketch. a thing. It's a thing. Sketch, like you used to do with rollerblades. Milo um, and sketch. <laughs> now, an- another thing going on in the automotive world is. Everybody but 
us, apparently, was just in Chicago for the auto show. Mostly for the free booze. Yeah, that's what I hear about Chicago. I've never been to that particular auto show, and I hear this year we didn't miss a damn thing. No, we, we saw a Fiat uh, van that is very ugly and will pre- <laughs> presumably be, be used in Italian bank robberies. Now it's, <laughs> now it's here for American bank robberies because America. America, and Chrysler. We have a cruise diesel, but the cruise diesel is a case of be careful what you wish for because one, oh man, it's cool. We're getting a small diesel. It's not a Volkswagen. But two, it gets exactly the same mileage as the Eco and it costs $6,000 more. You know what's good about that though? That it's not called the Eco. It'd be nice yeah, to own a true. cruise that gets good mileage and not called the Eco. Now, if we, if we well, also just pray with our cruise. tiny little auto journalist hearts, maybe we'll get the wagon, but there's no chance in hell we're getting the wagon, is there? No, I completely forgot they even made a wagon. Damn it. Yeah. Um, no. So there is, no, there is also no Santa Claus. Forget about, forget about the Chicago Auto Show then. It sounds like it was terribly boring. I'm going to tell you about something that I attended recently. I was, yeah, oh yeah. I was just in Florida, Kissimmee, speaking of Cadillac. Were you driving a Cadillac? <laughs> I wasn't. I was actually driving a 2013 Dodge Challenger SRT8 392 which is a nice thing to pick up at the airport, but that's not why I was there. I was there to attend the 2013 Kissimmee auction, the Mecham auction in Florida, like I do every so often with a close personal friend and help him buy some cool cars. Oh, and man, imagine the rascal scooters. Imagine all the <laughs> members-only jackets everywhere. Just a sea of jackets. You know what? I, I've attended a few auctions now, and I know you've been to Barrett. I've been to Barrett. I've never been to an RM. I've never been to a Goodings. I actually and I, haven't been to any auctions. I haven't been to Barrett. Well, you went, no, you did. At, in no, I met, I met Barrett. I didn't go. I met you J- saw Billy Craig Gibbons. Jackson. Yeah, I met Craig Jackson. Oh, I that didn't wasn't actually, at the auction? That was before the auction. Ah, yeah. gotcha. The auction was a week later. Well, then, I've only been to the motorcycle auction. Well, then you're lucky because you weren't surrounded by Affliction t-shirts and people with the the biggest breitlings ever made on that's the, the true planet. but i also live in southern california so so you also get to see that yes anyway. yeah but it's it's actually worse at a barrett jackson auction the thing i like about a Mecham auction is it's it always reminds me of these blue collar guys who maybe started working as a plumber out of high school then started owning their own plumbing business and now they can afford a 69 camaro that they always wanted and i just find that kind of cool yeah there's a lot of budweiser drinking and there's some nascar jackets walking America. around but that's kind of just chalked up to Florida. There's and also at these auctions, you can't judge a book by its cover because randomly you're sitting next to the guy who's Rick Hendricks number two and helped build his compound. And you're like, you? oh, nice to meet Did you. you. Yes, nice. And I didn't judge a book by his cover. And he landed by chopper, which is cooler than my Challenger. Though that cool. Challenger was pretty bitching. Yeah. But I saw a lot of cool metal. Uh, there were at least five Superbirds there. There were nice. some things I didn't expect to see there. There was an E30 M3. Really? With 76,000 nice. miles on it, and it was beautiful, and it went for about 30 grand. Okay. There was. Um, Seems about average. Actually, one of the cars that my group I was with bought, and this is odd, but he bought it for his wife, is uh, an old 350Z convertible. You, did, you didn't mention that. I saw that post and your many tweets about it. Also, you did see that E30 convertible. Which is which came at around the same time as when I owned an E30 for about four hours. Yes. Yes. Uh, I actually would like to change topics and talk about that. Talk about my <laughs> E30 that I bid on eBay and turned out to be a total shed? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, I woke up and I got an eBay alert. Hey, this 325 – no, sorry. This 318 IS in Santa Ana, which is about 20 miles away from here, is uh, – is, the auction is ending. So I bid on it. I bid 2000 bucks on it. And at 1850, I not only became the highest bidder, but I also met reserve. And <laughs> as soon as I clicked the bid now button, confirm bid or whatever, I was like, I've made a horrible mistake. 
So the auction was about to end in about uh, two hours at that point, and that's when I actually decided to look at the vehicle history report. Nice. So you yeah, should have made a yeah. fake eBay account real quick and outbid yourself. <laughs> that would have been great. I was just hoping I could just get like someone. I was like, oh, someone's gonna snipe this. Whatever. So I looked at the history report. Eleven owners, and then it's been at auctions, various auctions, six times. Most of them police-based. Yeah, basically. <laughs> most of them involving drug deals. Oh, it was a southern car. It came from Georgia. It was rear-ended in Alabama. And then I looked at it, and the rear bumper was a bit saggy. And then I looked at it, and actually, the rear-ending happened at 192,000 miles. Turns out the car's odometer read 184,000. Fantastic. So, that's fun. That is and a I, gem. I called the guy. The guy's name was Dumitri, D-U-M-I-T-R-I, which is a <laughs> weird way to spell that name. I think it's appropriate. Oh, oh, exactly. Me too. So I called the guy, and he works for a shipping company, and he shipped it out from California last week, which isn't shady at all completely. No. No, get it out of my country at, or state. Get, I don't want to see it. Get it out of my country. I'll take a 12 Get it only transport. Oh, I'll sell it to some asshole in Playa del Rey. <laughs> so, um... So I'm the asshole that bought it, and then I won it, naturally, as you do. So I call the guy. I'm like, um, I don't want to pay a deposit on PayPal, and I'm really glad. That was the only smart thing that I made during this entire story was like, <laughs> I'm not going to pay the deposit immediately. I'm going to come down and just write you a check. And then he calls me back four hours later after I told all my Facebook friends about it. He, he goes – Actually, he, doesn't have, he didn't have an accent at all. He was just like, um... <laughs> yeah, but the story's better with an accent, so do an accent. Well, you see, my friend, uh, <laughs> the car's been private sold. Uh, he sent me an email. He didn't call me. He sent me an email with the bro, worst... Bro, private bro, sale, bro. bro. Private sale only. Private no, sale is best. Private sale, yes. His best E30. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me an email with the worst spelling of anything I've ever read. I, I, I swear to God, a cat typed it out for him. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, that's... That's not a bullet dodge there. That's a fucking ICBM I dodged there. Yes. That, that, no, it sounds, like, it sounds like luck was on your side yeah, that day. Just, I just snatched victory from the jaws of defeat there. <laughs> Last minute. It would have looked lovely besides your Miata. But we'll get yeah, to your Miata in a rusting. little bit because we still have some stuff going on in the automotive world. Before – tracking back to what I was talking about before. <laughs> before I got to Mecham, I was already in New Orleans for a day to drive some new – to test drive some new BF Goodrich tire products. And this is their new Rival Series G-Force Ultra High Performance Tire. I've already done a Michelin event at the NOLA track, and so I was back, and I was now a seasoned tire professional. Tire veteran. This thing, this event was much cooler than the Michelin event. The Michelin event, here's what we drove. Infinity G37s, they're, they're fine. Sorry, was it's it the S? I, I don't think so. No. Um... And we just did like 60 to zero. Those cheap bastards. And then we drove Audi A4 front drive CVTs. Oh. And then we drove Cadillac 3.6 liter CTSs. Okay. And then the only fun thing there was the Subaru STI hatchbacks. Okay. Those were fun. Nice. But it was kind of an eye-opening experience getting to test uh, the tire being demonstrated and the competition. Now, this right. time, though, we were there for an ultra-high performance tire. So the cars they lined up. Um, caged prepped Miatas from Skip Barber. Nice. E46 M3s. Nice. Subaru STIs. Okay. And the creme de la creme Ford FR500 Mustangs. Oh, I thought you were going to say. Fully caged, race prepped. You need a helmet with a microphone. Holy shit, what am I doing in this car? Ford Mustang. Nice. On the full track. For a second there, I thought you were going to say the creme de la creme was the Chrysler TC by Maserati. I don't know why well, I thought that. That would have made that would have been a beautiful cherry on that would have been a hilarious. really weird effed up Sunday. <laughs> but 
So I get there, and the whole thing is this, our new tire is better than everybody else's tire. Right. And you go out there, and when you run it back-to-back, you're like, uh, okay, yeah, they're, they're not fucking around. This, this tire is way better. It has stiffer sidewalls. It sets up better in corners. It, you feel it where you're placing it better. And I'm going to put some video on Hooniverse soon and write an article, and I got some good pictures of the cars. But then, What were the other tires? Spare tires? Uh, no, ultra-high-performance competitors from, you know, like uh, Hankook and Pirelli and, and all oh. the top names that you'd expect, Yokohama and uh, uh, Bridgestone. And um, you could literally f- feel the difference behind the wheel of the car. Like If they just said, here, try this car with these tires – and we don't have anything to compare it to, you'd be like, okay, that was fun. But as soon as you get into the competitor car, you're like, wow, this slides a little more or it takes an extra second to set up. It was actually – it's. I mean it's the only way you can test tires and it was really cool to see that. But honestly, the best part was that Mustang yeah. by see, far. See, that's interesting because I've never done a tire thing and everything. And tire, com- tire comparisons are kind of like – you know, you kind of just buy a tire based on recommendations of what other right. people say because, you know, if you drive someone else's car with those tires on there, you don't know what that condition that car has been through. Sure. Anything. So, you know, and you buy a set of tires and you don't like them, you got to, you know, you're going to keep them until the end of the life of the they're, tire. They're going to be 50, there. Yeah, miles, exactly. So. That's really interesting. It, it was it was it was kind of eye opening, and it was actually really cool. And I'm going to circle back again and repeat: that Mustang is fucking awesome. Okay. It's so loud. It's Wasn't empty. Doubt it you. just grips. It the the. Uh, the gear lever is slotted like a rifle. The steering wheel is small and tight, and I have an instructor in the right seat going, all right, uh, throttle in, throttle up. You know, like just what you'd expect from a, an instructor, what you need on a guy. course like that. Maybe for this purposes of this story he was. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Very folksy. Power down. Hits the Mustang gas. <laughs> Get so to he the chopper. Um, but either way, the car was amazing. Yes, I took a, a lot mentally home about the tires, but I will never forget driving that Mustang. If you yeah. are looking for a unique track car and you have a bit of cash, you can go the Miata route, but oh my God, get one of these Mustangs. If you're looking for a family car too, you know, something that gets great gas mileage, will seat your three kids and everything, you should get an FR500 Mustang. That's what, you know what? That's our Hooniverse recommendation. If right I here. could fit, if Huna you could Auto bolt Week back in the rear seat, yeah, I'd drive it. I'd daily drive it. Just throw the kids in the trunk. Still a trunk. Yeah, oh, wait, no, it's for fuel. That's where the fuel is. Right? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, Don't have kids. <laughs> same here. <laughs> but I need room for my dogs. But Fair enough. So enough about these trips we've gone on. Well, hold on, hold on. I want to oh, ask you about I'm the sorry? Michelin thing because you, you – I remember reading about – or talking to you about the Michelin thing. And you walked away saying that those Michelin off-seasons were better than actual high-performance tires. Yes, and I said that in my article. They so the only fun car that was there, and this was very smart of them to to do this. The first three tests I did were uh, sixty to zero, dry and wet, and that's pretty clear and dry. I mean, no pun effing intended. You huh. your stopping distance is better. You can easily you have V boxes in the car. You see everything. Yeah. Then you do a wet autocross in the front wheel drive Audi, and yeah, you could tell. And then you do the other part of the course with the Cadillac, and yeah, you can tell. But then you go to a dry autocross course, and Michelin. This is their. Uh, it's – I brought – I have the damn jacket over there that they gave me and I can't even remember the name of the tire. He's on a tank. It He's is on the, a tank. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's the Michelin Pilot Sport All-Season 3s. So it's an all-season high-performance tire. Right. On a dry autocross course on identical Subaru Impreza STIs, they pitted it against some pretty big-name summer all or high-performance tires. Right. One of them that blew me away was – you know you just hear the name Pirelli and I, I – I'm learning more about tires as I do these. And when I hear Pirelli, I'm like, ooh, expensive. Ooh, good. Yeah, exactly. The Pirelli was 
dog shit compared <laughs> to this all season. From was this it like year. the Pirelli P7 Centauro or whatever? No, no, no. It was like the Nero. It was like the Nero Zero. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's like the, the real deal. This is on Ferrari's tire. Jeez. And this all season tire, it, I mean, it felt like it had better supported or stiffer sidewalls. So you, it didn't take that extra second to set up in corners. It didn't get sloppy. It was more consistent lap after lap, which is pretty important. It was just, it was really kind of mind blowing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they're holding more and more events uh, that I've been to lately at this track in to get away from tires for a second in new orleans outside the city the nola motorsports park right place is kind of amazing it's it's like uh it's brand new so it's like spring mountain but newer is there a pool there <laughs> i didn't see a pool but they're still constructing stuff they're actually <laughs> making an off-road park nice. they already have a go-kart track that's bitch uh and then the only bad thing is the track itself is kind of boring there's no yeah. elevation there's okay. this cool rhythm section in the back, but but it is long. It's a two and a half mile road course. Okay, that's all of yeah. a sudden you're on, you're halfway through. You're like, I think I'm in uh, uh, Mississippi right now. I think now. I'm lost. Yeah, I this is another time zone, Texas. isn't it? Uh, but it it's it's neat though because the front straight is probably a half a mile. That's so you can rare. get a little bit of speed up. Nice, it's fun. Cool. But but like I said, let's. Let's move away from what we've done recently and talk about what's going on in our garages right now. I understand you're driving the Cadillac super SRX. duper soccer mom sex machine. It's it's the very ritzy Cadillac SRX. Oh, yes. It's, what does that mean? It's like 80 grand? Oh, man. I haven't checked it. I think so. I think it's like 60 grand or something. Ugh. Hey, come on. It's... It's a it's a car. Um, I have driven an Escalade once that was like 102. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous because the Escalade is awful. But um, I mean it's it's cool if you want to ride in it and look like you're P Diddy. That's a guy, right? Sometimes that's a I thing. do. That's a thing. That's a um, thing. Good yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hip. No, you the are, SRX, you are hip. <laughs> I I try. Hey kids, I'm pretty gangster myself. Um, <laughs> so I'm holding a mic like this. You can't see this, but I'm holding it up like like I'm LL Cool J. Um, <laughs> Good accent. <laughs> Which is probably what he... Uh, I'm not going to make fun of Alec Kuja. He's cool. Um, <coughs> no, the SRX is... Gross. Not in public. That's what LL Cool J does. He licks his lips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, you're, you're pretty hip, too. Oh, well, what now? I stole that from a Jamie Foxx routine. Nice. Let's go He's... back to 2013 from 2008, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Hey, who's this guy? Why did we let him in? Um, yeah, the SRX is actually really comfortable. And obviously, it drives like a floaty. Why are we? Why are you? I'm talking about. Don't a car. get off Come your on. game. Don't let them. Just, don't let them ruin don't you. Don't let the hate. Don't let the haters get to you. All right. I, I um, really, really want to hear about this SRX. Do you? Bum, bum, do you bum, really? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's actually really comfortable. And it's got. It's actually completely updated for 2012 or 2013. It's got Q. It's got. It has um, Q. Yeah, it has Q. And is it stupid? It's. All right, here's the deal. The thing with Q is everybody hates Q like it's like it comes with anthrax Still or something. Still haven't touched it yet, personally. Um, literally. Hey. Um, Q is not awful, but it's it's actually a lot like the original BMW iDrive. Like everybody hated that, that thing terrible. when it came out. Right. Everybody hated it when it came out. Rightfully so. Yes, exactly. But every car company has like a version of iDrive in their cars now. Yes. Like that sort of infotainment thing with the screen and everything. Even the new Mazda 6, which and a I knob. just recently yeah, drove, exactly. has that. It's standard across the board. So, you know, maybe we'll get Q, something like Well, Q. they're already rushing an update for yeah. it because it's supposed to be laggy as hell. It's it's kind of laggy, but it's 
Oh god, I wish Athena just had a friggin' knob. Honestly, <laughs> like just a Blake fucking... wishes he had a knob. Oh yeah. Uh, well, you're here, aren't you, Jeff? <laughs> Stay on your side of the couch. Gross. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, no. The iDrive thing has like a knob for like you know volume controls and everything, and you can use the knob to. Oh, why am I saying knob so much? I can't stop thinking about knobs. <laughs> We're not British, God. So you know you use the the thing to control like, temperature and everything. So you're a good automotive journalist. You use the thing. Well, I didn't want you to make another joke about. Um, that's knobs. okay. I'm I'm a terrible. I don't even like to call myself a journalist. So that's true. Yeah. You're not. You'd be ashamed of yourself. Right. But they give give you a free jacket. So that's true. Yeah. So Michelin. If I got you're one from BF uh, Goodrich too. Ooh. So tire companies out there, if you want to uh, invite me to. Uh, your events because I'm very cold and I don't have any jackets. <laughs> and Michelin, I'm sorry I called you guys cheap bastards earlier. Yeah, you shouldn't because I no, guess I they spend shitloads of money. Kind of a big deal. They own a blimp, don't they? <laughs> that's Goodyear. That's Goodyear. <laughs> I know that's Goodyear, but... Anyway, yeah, the SRX isn't bad, and it's got the seat alert system, which is like, you know, it shakes the seat for you when... That sounds uh, terrible. No, it's actually is brilliant. It? It, no, it's actually brilliant. Okay. Because... Some systems, some companies will shake the steering wheel for you. Affinity will shake the steering wheel for you. If so, you're like, like, it tickles your behind when something bad's about to happen? Mm, yes. <laughs> no, actually, honestly, if I'm going to be cruel here, it feels like Please you're do. farting into the seat and the <laughs> fart just kind of ripples through your pants <laughs> and goes past your chains. It honestly feels like that, which is kind of cool. Which uh, is that should cool. be their Super Bowl commercial next year. <laughs> show them. Just Man, show a guy you farting rip, into yeah. a seat. Yeah, what do you oh, want to Oh, shit, someone's behind me. What do you want to rip us? <laughs> I think we should be their new ad team. Honestly, this is genius. We're writing their script right now. Wrong and fake Jew. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're so, not Jewish. <laughs> uh, in my garage, well, first I want to talk about a car I just gave back because I like it. And I got into a little, like, uh, actually a very friendly because I, I, I like him. Mike McGrath from Edmonds. Of course. We started talking about how... We started talking about the Mazda 2. Right. I yes. love that car. It's it is great. the epitome of slow car, fast fun. It, That's kind of suspension Mazda's setup MO entirely. Yeah, it, it's yeah, which I'm okay with. Yeah, um, the right. suspension setup is excellent. The steering feel is excellent. It's got a Mazda manual gearbox. I'm sure if you got the automatic, it would be just the worst car ever. Yeah, but no, with the manual gearbox, it's so much fun. It's the most fun you can have. For 100 horsepower. It's hilarious. It is a hilarious car. And it feels like one of those like shitty 80s, early 90s Econo boxes, like like a uh, like a Ford Festiva or an Aspire or like... In 20 years, people are going to cult, cult Oh, it's a cult car. car, yeah. Like a Mazda 323 from 1988 that you can just like take at corners Flames. at like 50 yeah. miles an hour and just chuck it into corners and the rear end goes in like a completely different direction in the front end and everything. And like the radio falls out of the dashboard and everything. Although the Mazda won't do that because it's a modern car. Right. But, um... It feels like that. It's and, you know, it's not a knock. It's fantastic. I, I love the Mazda two so much, and I'm challenging Mike McGrath from Edmonds to a race as long as he gets Edmonds to pay for the track time. He can drive the Chevy Sonic RS, which has more power. But I feel like I will will the Mazda to victory, and if I don't, I will go to Mazda and cheat and have them put B spec parts on. I think the Sonic's a bit bigger. Honestly, I'm getting a I'm getting a uh, what's your, what a spark. I'm getting a spark in a few weeks. I just filmed one of those today. Is it nice? You're in for so. Uh, actually, it's well done for what it is. It's not as much fun as the Mazda, apparently, though. No, it? it's not as much fun as the Mazda, but it's it's it will surprise you how it, the driving experience is exactly what you'd expect. But the features Slow. and tech for the cash, okay. it's a pretty good deal. Okay. The Mazda 2 is the best driving car in the class by far. Mine's probably going to be an automatic, and okay, fair the enough. The only car I've driven recently that would 
make me change my mind is that three cylinder Fiesta. Right. That car rules. And I can't wait Does to it really? here. It rules. Did you drive it with a manual? Does yes. it rule in manual, guys? You can only too? get it in a manual. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. Yes. And it, the sound it makes, it sounds like a, bo- a small boxer engine had sex with a semi truck. And the result is the engine noise coming from And a car. lot of oil because that would sound messy. <laughs> well, you need some lube. To, yes, that's true. To get the semi truck in there. Um, but, 5W30. But I, so I don't have the Mazda 2 anymore. Right. But actually, speaking of the Mazda and that class in general, because the Fiat 500 compares in that class. Ugh. And, and if you want to die, I drive drove a this, Fiat 500 in anger. I drove this for I drove all the week's long term Fiat 500 Cabrio for a week in Detroit, and I did not get shot, which is amazing. At least and you didn't get called what I got called when I was driving I the Miata. Bet, I bet <laughs> I have not been called that in my Miata, which is kind of a I miracle. told Mazda that story. Yeah, and they're like, "Eh, we're used to it." Should I clue everybody in on that one? Go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, I told you we'd stray. Um, I recently had the Mazda Miata Club Edition, which is one of the best driving new cars you can buy. I'm convinced. Yes, agreed. It's amazing. The Club Edition gets the upgraded Bilsteins. It gets a limited slip, and it just gets a whole shitload of their Zoom Zoom stuffed into it. It's fantastic. It's bright red, but whatever. It's, it's a Miata. Deal with it. Anybody who hates on that car for homophobic reasons is a fucking idiot and wrong. Uh, and an asshole just for being a homophobe. But uh, so I was driving that car back from a fun day shooting and driving it in the not literally shooting it with a gun, but driving it in the really? mountains of that. Southern California, Ortega Highway. Uh, I was wearing a scarf. I'm not afraid to admit it was tucked in, wasn't flowing behind me. I'm wearing a pink shirt right now, and I'm not going to judge yeah, but it's, you. It's flannel, so you look more like a lesbian. Um, <laughs> so the scarf was flowing behind me. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> the scarf was not <laughs> flowing behind me. I repeat, not flowing behind me. And I'm turning into my street in Huntington Beach, and a guy in a Toyota Tacoma roars by me and out his window screams, nice car, at the top of his lungs. Nice car, you fucking faggot. And I didn't know what to think. And I wasn't was it, upset. No, hold on, hold on. Now, was this a stock Tacoma or like a lifted bro truck, pro runner Tacoma? It with wasn't those lifted, but fenders? it had knobbier tires and it probably had a fucking fear this sticker because on the back. That guy probably has an affliction shirt and probably hangs out at those bars in Huntington Beach beating up minorities. And guess what? <laughs> I'll go find <laughs> he him. He is probably your neighbor. Well, so I wasn't upset they called me a faggot because whatever. He's clearly an idiot. I was more upset that he offended the honor of that car. I also wish he would have stopped. Not dude, that I'm a tough guy. Dude, I am I own a I'm no Miata, tough guy. And I never have given a shit about the honor of Mazda Miata. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, but let me, I'm not a tough guy at all. No, you're not. But, thank you. But I am 6'3, 220. So if he would have stopped and saw me bend my frame out of the car, I just would have liked to have seen his face for a half second before he realized he could probably take me. I'm just imagining you retelling the story, but the guy driving it looks like. Looks and sounds like Joe Pesci. So he's driving past. So he calls me this fucking nice car, car, you fucking faggot. Well, basically, I was recently on the Mazda 6 launch and I reiterated this. I was not sober and I told this story to the PR team at Mazda. Was it Bev and Jeremy? It was Bev and Jeremy, and Bev started calling me a. I'm not going to read it. Really? Let's stop there. No, no, come on. We had a lot to drink. Jeremy is fantastic because he races spec Miatas and he's just a cool guy. Everybody at Mazda races something. That's true, yes. I got invited to their friends and family outing, which they say normal people have – normal companies have picnics. They like – they said they hold theirs at Laguna Seca – or excuse me, Mazda Raceway. Well, I didn't get invited. Well, Dean Case said it, so we'll see. Oh, well, 
Oh, I still didn't get invited. Enough about the Mazda, though. <laughs> anyway, yes. So I got to talk about what's in my garage at the moment, and it is the super exciting. It actually, I mean, if if you like new cars at all, it's the Hyundai Azera. And now that's not going to make everybody on the other end of the speakers right now jump out of their jeans and get super excited. And Blake is making a masturbation no, motion. But that's a lie. I think it's a, a fascinating product from the brand that is currently doing things very well. It's got a great motor. The interior is damn near luxury inside. It's comfortable. And normally, Hyundai seats aren't that great. They get yeah, tiring real early. Not great. The Genesis seats aren't great. I put 1,200 miles on an Equus. My legs were numb. The Azera seats finally get it right. The one major downfall with this car, and I'm not nitpicking, the steering and handling is atrocious. Right. It feels like you are sitting at a Cruisin' USA arcade game at the movie theaters waiting for your mom to come apt analogy because, yes, that is true. And I just recently drove the Kia Forte, and I think the steering was a problem on there too. Of course, it's got the flex system. If you put it in system. sport, it helps right. a little bit. You put it in sport and it's just like somebody's like holding you back while you're playing yeah, Cruise it's, USA. it's fake weight. And it makes you tired. And It does make you tired. Yeah. Honestly, normal is just the best because comfort is even worse. Than Comfort's normal. terrible. Sure, comfort's awful and the normal is just, you know, fine. So just, I, I, I drove that car too. I left it in sport. Just I needed a little bit of weight there. But that, the Forte is not bad. I forgot we were on the same press trip. Look but the, yeah, we were. <laughs> Thanks for remembering me. The Azera. Speaking of that press trip, we got those drinks from that GQ guy. Remember? That oh was, yeah, that was yeah. random. His name was his. What was his name? Jason, Jason Asher. Asher. Yeah, which just sounds like uh, like he would open up for David Goetta or something. And he looks like <laughs> Vin, and he looks like Vin Diesel. So well, he looks I like a slightly less muscular Vin Diesel. Uh, um, I wish I wish some of you guys could see the random dumb over the top crap that goes on on these press trips this guy the bartender they brought in which and i'm i'm joking about it but i do love every second of it because it's insane but the uh this bartender they brought in for this event was gq's number one bartender in 2010 he was on the cover and he wasn't beyonce so you know (laughs) it's kind of impressive the drinks he made were pretty damn good though yeah yeah and they named him after cute Kia things like what was it like the Schreier sling named after Peter Schreier, oh. the see the now CEO of uh, Kia. Uh, yes, of and, North America. Uh, yeah. So, but back to the Azera, it's great. Enough about that because I'm getting something much more exciting this weekend. What are you getting? It's bright green. It's German, and it's diesel, and it's fun to drive. It's the Golf GTD. Oh, I thought you were getting a v- VW Eurovan. That would be awesome, but that that's not awesome. going to happen. Or like a lime green Porsche. GT3 Shout out to Jack Baruth. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> um, and he had an Audi. He's not anyway. listening to this. He had Come an on. Audi. I'll make sure he does. Okay, good. Um, so, you, yes, I get the Golf GTD this weekend. I don't know the power figures. I just know I drove it once on a racetrack, and it was effing awesome. I honestly think it's the same. I think it's the same horsepower as the GTI. It just has like 50 more foot-pounds of torque and probably more than that. It's a diesel sports car, yeah. and it's awesome, and it has German plates on it. And I'm going to have a lot of fun this weekend. I only have it for a few days. It has German plates in the back too? Uh, just the front. Well, there might be one hiding on right, the Right. I back. was about to say because they're not going to give you shit for that in California, are they? Probably not. I've, I see A-holes in 335s with German plates all the time yeah, with their no. little temp California plate over it. Oh. And you know they left that shit on because they want to tell girls about it. Speaking of A-holes and BMWs, I saw a chrome BMW X5 yesterday. Chrome. Really? Totally Chrome. 
Yeah, with massive twenty-one inch black. Maybe it was one of the Kardashians. It probably was. Yeah, or one of the Shahs of Sunset. It was. It was. Yes, it was probably one of the Shahs of Sunset. Honestly, we're going by stereotypes here. And yes, he was on a four hundred five in rush hour traffic, and he was driving like an asshole because, of course, you have to drive like an asshole. Well, if you have a if if a chrome anything, yes, they have to. If you have a chrome anything, you have to drive like an asshole, especially if you have a chrome Fisker like Bieber. Speaking of Bieber. Our friend David Undercoffler saw Bieber's white Ferrari. Yes, he did. Undercoffler of the LA Times saw his Ferrari on the road. Yeah. We are delving into stupid fucking territory at the moment, though. So I want to switch from new cars. Bieber is stupid. Sorry. Fuck new cars. We're going to talk Bieber. about old cars. And we're going to start with what is also actually in our garages. And I want to talk about your Miata. Okay. Speaking well, of Miatas, you F. No, I'm just kidding. My Miata has um, gotten an upgrade that has finally been delivered here. It is a... Fat Cat Motorsport custom suspension. This guy in San Francisco, this crazy guy in San Francisco, has been working on yeah, suspensions for about twenty years, and he uh, Fat Cat Fat Cat Motorsports. Yes, he, Fat Cat Fat Cat. Yeah, and everything I've heard about him, and I've browsed forums, and I've talked to people who own them, and he is, uh, you know, everything that he has is great. Apparently, so Fat he, Cat uh, Fat Cat. We're making we're making sure that this is Fat Cat. Yes, I just want to make sure I got that correct. It's, it's fat, fat Cat. cat. It's okay. Garfield Motorsports. No, he doesn't like lasagna. He hates uh, Mondays. Yeah, he actually hates lasagna <laughs> and Mondays. Yeah, he doesn't work on Mondays. I tune on Mondays. Shut up, John Arbuckle. So anyway, this guy will take all of your information. You talk to him and you tell him what what mods are on your. He'll car. take your credit card number. He'll take, He'll take your well, address. Eventually, got eventually, it. yes, not. Illegally, so you you tell him like what tire you have, what tires you have, what wheels you have, what you want to do with your car, what roll bars you have, and everything. Um, how much you weigh yourself, you fat fuck. He didn't tell you. You didn't ask how much you weigh. Did he? I mentioned it anyway. Oh, because <laughs> I'm actually skinny, Jeff. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so and then he will actually create a custom damping curve on revalve Bilstein's just for you and recommend you the exact spring rates you want. So I got 500, 400, 500 pounds in front, 400 pounds in back. And I've got a friend that has an NA with 800 pound springs and he swears by them. That yeah, 800 very pounds aggressive. is insane. Especially in Boston where the potholes – Those are in Boston? Yeah, I thought you meant the potholes are the size of Volkswagens. Not Beatles, Torex. The potholes are the size of Volkswagen Torex. Volkswagen Torex. I got that. So when does your suspension go in? Um, I'm installing it this weekend, actually. You're doing it yourself? I got it, yeah. I'm so it's going to take seven days? Yes. It's actually me and a friend. Look like a press card because of my job. Isn't that precious? <laughs> um, I'm having a friend help me out. And he actually has tools. You know, <laughs> he, actually, he actually lives in a place where they don't give a shit if he you works in your car. You can't just go to Home Depot and hire three dudes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I actually Comida, comida, cerveza. <laughs> I have to buy them. I have Knock to buy it them out. Cat. They'll have that shit done in an hour. No, I'm going to a friend's house and all I have to do is buy him beer. That's it. That's actually a pretty good deal. That's, and then you're going to wind up with a Miata that is even more fun to drive. You already have the limited slip in there, right? Yeah, exactly. Did you install that? Well, I was going to until there was this bolt that was welded shut on there, basically. Practically. Your so little arms couldn't get it off. Thanks, Christopher Walken. Yes, my little, ar- <laughs> my little arms couldn't get it off. My little T-Rex There I was arms. with the bolt up my ass. <laughs> um, so, Your father keeps – So how, uh, when's the Miata going to be ready? This weekend? Uh, yeah, Saturday. Cool. And then after that, it won't suck as much. It doesn't suck, does yeah, it? No, it doesn't suck, no. You've got your fancy wooden wheel in it. Yeah, it's very fancy. It's very dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Oh, because it's slippery? Yes. 
Also no air. You just need uh, driving gloves. Also no uh, so my project car is the Civic Si or the Civic Si, the Civic Bridge of Size. I haven't done shit to that car except move it from my old apartment to my new apartment, and I feel terrible about it because the car deserves so much more. How many miles are on that thing again? One twenty-six. Okay, which for a Honda is like seven thousand. Right. Um, it's a great car that needs love and it needs a better home than I can give it, and I think it's actually going to go away soon. Are you going to sell it? Yes. I'm going to sell it. Can't you just wait for it to get stolen and then wait for the insurance payout? Because this is Southern California. I don't have California. that much insurance on it. Oh. I have like the basic because it sits in my garage. Because you're an auto journalist and you're poor, just like me. Right. Yes. Right. Um, but there's a good reason why it's going away. Oh, yeah? Hooniverse is going to undertake an actual project car with an actual budget behind it so shit's going to get done. Shit's going to get real. And it's going to be fucking awesome. And this is the first we're talking about it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a world exclusive. A exclusive. Don't um, say that. Don't say that. Ever. Don't, say, uh, don't say that again. So I'm not going to tell you exactly what the car is, but it's... I'll give you some hints. It's German. It's from the late 70s, early 80s. Um... I can't give away more than that because so it's, so it's a Borgwatt Isabella. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn it, you got it. Um, it's actually it's, a Tatra. It's, it's an Amphica. Um <laughs> It's uh, we both got the years wrong. Basically, we're taking cars. something old school German and we're giving it a new life with a new heart. I hate you so much right now. Yeah, you should because it's going to be fucking awesome. Are you, you going to make the announcement on Hooniverse? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Not the podcast. Right. Not the podcast. Because this could be the last because one. Because we, we hate the listeners. <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. A, this could be the last Blake one. Blake hates oh, the man. listeners because he doesn't write for us anymore. Now, Blake, <laughs> I understand you have some topics you wanted to bring up that aren't about cars. Do I, Jeff? Yes. Do I? We're going to take a break and then we're going to bring those up because I'd like to refill my beer. And I think it segues into what you want to talk about that because it's uh, alcohol-related. Well, you Speaking, just made this the most awkward segue ever, but thank you. you no, but you'll pick it right up. You're, <laughs> you're, a, you're a fucking pro. I'm a professional. Uh, speaking of beer, just so you know, we are drinking tonight Bootleggers Brewery Palomino Pale Ale. And this is what the average American beer should taste like. And we'll be back in a moment. And we are back after that brief interlude to fill up and drain at the same time. Not Gross. not Blake and I at the same time. Not in public. But right, right. So we just want to wrap this up. Last few minutes, we're going to talk about some non-car stuff. Blake, I know there's... There are things out there that are not cars. There's Believe it something or not. on your mind. Um, all right. So here's the, the deal. I am a Maker's Mark ambassador. Which means that you fill out a form and they put your name on a barrel of Maker's Mark. Oh, you don't live in a house? No, I don't. I don't, Somewhere I don't live in a. I don't live in an embassy. You don't have Maker's a consulate Mark embassy. No, I don't okay. get killed by Libyans. So, um, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, rest in peace. Um, anyway, they send you <laughs> business cards. They will send you business cards that say. Blake Zeron, Maker's Mark so ambassador. Do you go up to, you go up to girls in bars and embarrass yourself? You with tell those? people, hey, here's my card. I am a professional alcoholic. That's what you're supposed to use. Real cards alcoholics for. don't have cards. Yeah, well, apparently professional ones do. But but so but so Maker's Mark has been in the news. What's what's the gripe? Um, all right, here's the deal. Apparently, there are so many people buying Maker's Mark that they have to water down their alcohol by three percent to meet demand because of corn prices and meeting demand in general. Sounds like some serious horse shit, and I'd be embarrassed to be an ambassador. I know. I, I totally – honestly, I did not drink Maker's Mark until after I was an ambassador. 
And then I had it, and I was like, this isn't that great, honestly. I'd rather I feel like you shouldn't Coke. be allowed to become an ambassador until you've had it. Listen, they put my name on a barrel, damn it. They put my name on a barrel. You so just that's like cool. the wax tops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The wax tops are cool. So I'm going to switch gears entirely. Why would you Not to cars, though. Why would you do that? Because clearly – Jeff, what's your opinion on Maker's Mark? Uh, I don't you really drink it. I drink single malt scotch. Oh, of course. You're an auto I like Oban 14. That's not bad. I like Lafrogue. I like good. Talisker. Mm-hmm. I like Craigmore. All of it. Yes. Craigmore's great. <laughs> uh, McAllen 18 and 17, both yes. delicious. Did I tell you about the? I think I've told you the story about the McAllen tasting I went to, where a waitress dropped an entire plate of McAllen. 18. You know, it's funny you say that. I was fucking there. It was at the Bentley thing at the New York Auto Show last year. Oh, I wasn't at that one. I was at one in downtown LA. So it's happened twice then. Wait, someone else dropped McAllen 18. Yeah. What's with McKellen 18? I think you actually probably have your places wrong. No, 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 no. Because you had too much McKellen 18. Well, I was also there at the Bentley <laughs> thing at the New York Auto Show last year, but I was also at a tasting you know what? in downtown you know what? LA. You know what? We sound like assholes. We are totally assholes. <laughs> so oh, I'm yes. going to switch gears and, and move away and talk about something else non-car related that has affected us as Los SoCal Angelinos. residences. Yes. The whole Chris Dorner thing. I found that pretty amazing. Uh, and... Is the dude even dead? Did he escape? Is kind of is an he asshole. is he Kill John a Rambo? Of innocent people. No, John Rambo never shot any innocent people in the face. In Irvine, uh, no, I think he hit them with live. exploding bows. Yeah, I gotta watch that movie again. <laughs> I think you do. I think I, he killed a lot of people. Yeah, but innocence, like uh, innocent people. Maybe I don't I remember. Don't killing the innocent people sitting in the car park in Irvine. How much do you wish though that at the at the Dorner's potential final moment said, I'm coming for you, Murdoch. And then <laughs> I'm coming for you, whoever Smith. the police captain is. Smith. Smith. The guy's it, name is Smith. I'm coming for you, Agent Smith. Is it Smith? It is Smith. I don't think that's right. <laughs> I was watching an interview with him. He looks like a skull. He looks exactly like his skin is just like taut. He looks like a stretched version of LL Cool J. He looks like Freddy Krueger. Oh, no. Well, now. Yeah. He looks like Freddy Krueger. Now he does. Minus the burns. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the captain, not... Oh, Dorner. Dorner, Dorner, Dorner looks like Dorner definitely looks like Freddy Krueger now. now. Potentially, yeah. unless he escaped and he lives in the Caribbean and he's a Maker's Mark ambassador. <laughs> oh, I think I have his card somewhere. <laughs> you know what? I think on you know that note, I cannot wait for the movie they will inevitably make with Chris Dorner. I think it's going to be starring Lawrence Fishburne because he kind of looks like him. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. And I think on Say that yes. note, we're going to have to call the inaugural rebirth. Hopefully it's just one inaugural rebirth. <laughs> Hopefully it's not the last one. Podcast episode one, Jeff Glucker, Blake Z. Wrong. Hope you enjoyed our time. Blake, thank you for co-hosting this with me, and I look forward to doing a few more of these thank with you. Thank you, Jeff. And can I just say, America, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll see you next time, see guys. Next Take time. it easy. Peace.